welcome back to another episode of the In and Out of It podcast. This is episode four, and once again, I'm joined here with my co-host, Bailey. Hello. That's my <laughs> man, Bailey, right there. But today, really excited for what we got today. Um, today, we're going to be talking about um, a topic that I think is much, very much needed in the church, very much needed um, to people you know, in high school all the way uh, till age of 60 and up. You know, I mean, um, we were talking about how to know you're a child of God. You know, I think this is something in our society that a lot of people doubt themselves on. Um, even after they believe they've been saved, after they've given their lives to Christ, this is something they doubt in their own lives. And um, I think it's really important that we address this and understand, yeah, that we are children of God, understand our place with him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Bailey, how are you looking forward to this? I, I, I would agree with everything that you just said. I, I do agree with everything you just said. I'm <clears throat> Honestly, it's like growing up, you know, in the church, you're constantly told, you know, say the prayer and then you're, you're saved, or at least that's from my perspective. And, um, you know, when life kind of hits you, it's, it's, you really got to do some thinking and you really got like, I don't know, not doubt yourself, but you end up doubting yourself a little bit. Um, so yeah, this is a very, it's, it, it's a topic that I personally have went through and, um, I'm sure that Nick, you've gone through something of the sorts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And Honestly, I think everybody listening has gone through something like this if you are a believer or if you've grown up in the church. So, yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, a lot of the notes and the studies I've done about this uh, is from John Piper. So if you don't like John Piper, Piper or his beliefs, sorry, but um, deal, yeah, deal with it. You're going to have to deal <laughs> with it. Um, but, yeah, one of the first um, ways that John Piper that we're going to talk about a little bit that he says – um, how to know your child of God is that we're no children of God when we are led into war with our sin by the Spirit, right? And so he takes this from Romans eight thirteen to fourteen, which I'm going to read for you guys. So Romans eight thirteen to fourteen says, "For if you live according to the flesh, you will die; but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live." So obviously here he's not talking about you know just a, a physical death that we're going to die if we live according to the flesh, but He's talking about that we'll die eternally, we'll die um, spiritually by sin. Then, it, then Paul says, but if you are led, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So what he's kind of saying here is exactly what um, John Piper kind of sums up. He says that if we are led into war by the Spirit, into our war with our sins, then we'll be able to live. So and I think it's a concept, and this is something I've had to... Um, wrestle with myself, uh, is that, you know, when we're children of God, when we take on this life and put our identity in Christ, we have to hate our sin. You know, it's not just enough to not sin. We have to hate our sin so much that we're at war with it constantly, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. It's, it's, um, honestly, like to hate your sin that's a very harsh and serious thing, but it's so, it, it's true. A lot of times I, I find myself, well, not so much anymore, but I know that it was like really asking myself the question. It's like, am, am I, do I really like, don't like, do I really hate my sin? Do I really want to serve God? Or am I like, cause like, you know, you have that certain thing, like that tendency to, you know, fall short, like, um, gossip is a fantastic example, if you ask me. So it's like, in the moment, you're like, oh yeah, I hate gossip. When somebody asks you, like, I, I hate gossiping. And so, for me, it was like, 
yeah, I, oh, always, I hate gossiping. But then when the moment arised for me to keep my mouth shut, I never did. So in mm -hmm. a sense, I almost, I almost still loved it subconsciously. Yeah. And it took that little moment for me to be like, okay, let's ask myself some serious questions and do some self-analyzing. And I think that's what the first step is for a lot of people is like just taking that first step of like, am I really, like, is there any sort of love for this sin that I have? Or do I like, am I not dying to that, um, whatever? I can't yeah. even, but <laughs> I, I hope you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Anyways. No, yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree. I think a lot of people, myself included, been under the, the misconception that it's it's just enough to not you know, not fall into that sin, mm -hmm. not fall into a particular sin that I might struggle with or um, just to even sometimes avoid it and sometimes go back to it. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we're supposed to be, like Paul is saying here, by the Spirit, we need to put to death the deeds of our body. We need to put to death what our body wants, our fleshly desires, and then we'll live. Then we'll be able to um, be considered righteous. But we're ultimately, like I said, we're made righteous through Christ. Um, but we have to hate our own sin. We have to hate the thing that um, we're innately born with, you know, mm -hmm. like Romans three twenty three says that um, we're all born to sin. We're all sinners, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because um, we all we all know what we want. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a matter of controlling it. Yeah, and knowing what's right and wrong is yeah. That's just what it is for our own. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> we'll cut that no, out. I, it's I not a big deal. But um. Yeah, so we have to hate our sin. We need to be led into the Spirit by our sin. And so that's one of the first ways we can know our children of God. But an even easier way, um, and some of you might have probably heard this verse before, but going keeping in Romans, Romans 10, 9 says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It says you will be saved if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. I think this is so important. I mean, so many times have I, me and Bailey were just talking about this, and we're going to talk about it right now. Yeah. But Well, really quick, uh, show of hands, how many people out there have heard this um, verse before um, on a Sunday morning and then prayed the prayer at the end of the service? Quick, oh, I see a good number of hands. I'm just kidding. This is a <laughs> podcast, people. But anyways, yeah, keep going, Nick. Um, but yeah, so there so many times I've experienced – um, in my own times at youth group and student ministries or even at church, you know, there'll be a, um, an altar call where be like the pastor will say, you know, come to the front. If you feel the Holy Spirit moving in your life, come to the front, give your life to Christ right now. Like now's the best time to do it, which is awesome. And so people will go up there and, or this happens a lot on mission trips. You'll have people just crying and then they'll, they'll dedicate their life to Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. And then next year when your youth group meets up again, those same people will go up there and give their life to Christ again. So mm -hmm. it's, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's awesome that they want to give their life to Christ. It's awesome that they're, you know, felt feeling moved in the spirit. But I think we should be able to read this passage and say, have some confidence yeah. in our well, own salvation. And what comes from, I think the reason they do that is because, um, especially high schoolers are like a fantastic example of this, even young college students. Like, we, we haven't developed, sometimes, most of us haven't gone through that kind of um, uh, asking yourself why you believe what you believe. You just kind of go through the motions. And then somebody's like, hey, you did something wrong. You feel guilty for it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I need to change. Which then that yearly mission trip, yearly yeah. summer camp comes around. And then that's when, that's the moment that they take 
that they decide, yeah, now I got to take a stand. Well, then they fall right back into it because they haven't really realized why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They other, haven't completely uh, found the hate their sin yet. Well, other than the fact that they feel bad for the way that they've been living. Mm-hmm. And so until someone decides to, you know, like really analyze why they believe what they believe, which like why they believe the Holy Spirit, why they believe the Bible and that Jesus Christ is Lord, they won't, you know, you won't know that you're a believer. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's one of the key ways that, uh, at least I would say is how you know when you're saved or not. And I think that's, that's the reason I think people are so like repetitive going up to the altar calls and whatnot to, to rededicate their life to Christ, even though they already did before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, uh, <laughs> and you know, Jesus Christ, his, his death on the cross was sufficient for our past sins, our current sins, and our future sins, you know? Mm-hmm. And that w- that one time when he died on the cross for us was sufficient for every sin that has ever happened, will ever happen, mm-hmm. right? And that doesn't require us to have to confess our mouth and believe in our hearts every time we sin. Yeah, exactly. You know, when we, when we put our faith in Christ yeah. and when we, are, when we are taken in as children of God, like, like we're good. Mm-hmm. Like, and we should have confidence in that. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the greatest tricks that the devil tries to play today is mm-hmm. thinking that we aren't secure in our salvation. Yeah. Think like giving us some doubts. I mean, doubt is a horrible, like horrible thing. And it just, it can be really crippling to us because even though Jesus is like, look, like you've, you've confessed with your mouth. You believe mm-hmm. in your heart that yeah. I am Lord and that I died for your sins and that I am the Christ. And like, you're good. He's like, I, I did the work. Like we yeah. don't have to do the work. And and one thing I, I have to like I'm not disagreeing with you by no means, but um, when you say that uh, doubt comes in, so here's where it gets kind of um, sketchy and kind not condescending but like discouraging almost, is that a lot of people think they're saved but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say the prayer and say I am saved, but aren't. Um, and the reason I say that is because it's a heart issue when it's. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. I think a lot of the people in the church today um, go through the, like, don't don't actually, like, search their heart and say, I believe fully that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and that he died on the cross for my sins. And I love him because of that and because he's God. I, I feel like a lot of the people in the church simply say the prayer and then try and convince themselves constantly by, you know, having that, epiphany in a field reading the bible watching the clouds one day Mm -hmm. if that makes sense that's a totally like niche thing that i just said it doesn't (laughs) it's not guided at anybody specifically but what i'm trying to get at is um don't don't just rely on the fact that you said a prayer like it should be a daily thing that you say yeah i love jesus i know i'm going to heaven because he died on the cross for my sins and I love him, not like more than just because of that. If that makes sense, like yeah, exactly. We don't shouldn't... try and convince yourself that you're saved if you're not saved, because you're just hurting yourself. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, and le- yeah, and let me reinforce everybody out there. Like, one big part of this episode is to reinforce the fact that, it, like, it's okay to have doubts. Like, we all mm-hmm. have doubts, and like, we all can question. Like, even the best believers at times are going to question their salvation. Like they're going to look up and be like, man, like I just haven't been a quote, good Christian lately. Right. Yeah. And they're going to have doubts. I mean, I, there's no such that. thing as a good Christian. I love that but, phrase. <laughs> yeah. But they're going to have doubts. But 
we should read these words from Paul and we should be reinforced and confident in the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, Jesus Christ, like he secures us. He, he did the work. He won the victory. Like the battle, the ultimate spiritual battle is already over, mm-hmm. right? We just have to let things play out yeah. until Christ come back and ultimately kick Satan's butt. Yeah. Right. Armageddon is going to be dope. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but ultimately, <laughs> ultimately we have to be confident in the fact and it's okay to have doubts. Everybody has a doubt. So I want to l- reinforce everybody who's hearing that it's okay to have doubts and kind of also, it, well, it, it kind of, what it does is it, if you have doubts, I, I say not a, like, yeah, it's a good thing in a way it can lead to something that's good. If you take that doubt and you say, hmm, why am I doubting? Well, is it because I don't actually believe Jesus is Lord and Savior? I've just been telling myself that. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people... I, I mentioned this, I don't know, was it the first or second episode? No, it wasn't the first. I wasn't in that one. But the second <laughs> or third episode, I forget. Um, I mentioned reconstruction and deconstruction of the faith. Deconstruction, then reconstruction of your faith. Um, especially if you were born in the church... Like, born, growing up, going to church, a family that goes to church all the time. Um, you, you've been told the same things over and over again and, and kind of uh, spoon-fed your whole life. That's not I'm not trying to be mean, but that's just kind of how it is. Um, at some point in your life, you're going to have to say, why was I told this stuff? Why was I made to believe this stuff? And once you do that, then you start the reconstruction process, mm-hmm. where it's breaking down everything that you believe, and it's not picking and choosing what you believe based on what your parents say and what the world says and what you kind of logically say. No, no, no. It's, it's you, you pick and choose what you believe based on what the Bible says. And if it contradicts the Bible in any way, then you're wrong. Anyways, that's kind of a tangent. What I'm trying to get at is break down what you believe in in order to build up what you need to believe in in order to be saved. And you'll know that you're saved because that doubt won't be there anymore. Yeah, I think I think you made a good point about um, bringing up like why why do you have doubts? Like because a lot of times people will have doubts about their salvation, not be, because they doubt in the the existence and the deity of Christ and the existence of God, mm-hmm. but they have doubt because of their own shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it's a multitude of reasons, but yeah, I think that's a very good reason. Ultimately, like you know, there. I mean, our lives as Christians are can be roller coasters. While, while we should always always strive for perfection and for righteousness we have to realize you know that's not gonna happen you know we are sinful beings and we will always miss the mark and we'll always fall into sin occasionally you know and falling into sin isn't necessarily a problem it's the living in the sin that's the problem but we have to recognize that christ has like i said before christ died for our past our present and our future sins he died for everything Mm -hmm. and that doubt doesn't our doubt doesn't always necessarily come from uh, disbelief or a questioning of God, but it's a questioning of ourselves and our own morality and our own ability to get us to heaven. Yeah. Which the good news is we don't have to do anything to get into heaven, right? If we confess with our mouth, we believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord, he's done the work, like I said. And I want to keep reinforcing that fact that nothing we could do could ever get us to become children of God. Mm-hmm. Nothing we could ever say or accomplish could ever do that, right? Can I, can I use your Bible? Of course you can. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm kind of drawn to this verse. Um, this is just a verse that makes you think, and I'm sure you've heard it too, Nick. Um, sorry, that's that's my bad. I was too far away from the microphone. My bad, guys. 
Um, this is a verse that is brings up a lot of um, a lot of controversy, I guess. It's in Hebrews. It's the one that's like um, talks about salvation. Can you lose your salvation and whatnot? Um, you know what? It's in Hebrews. I can't find the verse. Anyways, the gist of it, uh, it it's it's really um, it makes you think. Can you lose your salvation? So I guess that's another question that I kind of want to. When you said, how do we know that we're children of God? Like, that's the topic of this episode. I kind of wanted to bring up that question of, can you lose your salvation? Like, is that is that a thing? Like, what do you think? What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, you know. Because I would say no. Yeah, I, I would definitely also be of the same camp um, that you can't lose your salvation. You know, I think um, there are many instances in Scripture, um, such as in the Old Testament. I can't, I'll find the verse in a second, but when... God says that he will, will he will hold us closely um, with his right hand and he will never let us go. Um, I think verses like instances like that are kind of facts that you can't lose your salvation. Um, mm-hmm. Other than when scripture talks about the um, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But the thing is, the, the reason I would say that you can't lose your salvation um, is, be, is because uh, when you're given the Holy Spirit, when you receive the Holy Spirit, when you're saved, when you're born again, you have this, this love that, I don't know, that kind of rules over everything. I, I've kind of, like, obviously you're still human. You still have those human emotions. But sometimes the Holy Spirit likes to intervene quite a bit more than what, you know, you're used to. And... When that happens, you're not going to end up doing something that costs you your salvation mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit is running through you and is guiding you through everything. And that it, I know it sounds kind of cliche or cheesy to say, but you wouldn't blaspheme the word, the name of God. You wouldn't do anything that is like that if you're truly saved. Yeah. If yeah. that And that's, that's my take on it. I don't know. I don't have any scripture to back that up, but I, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. But it's not off the top of my head. So don't take that as like... Don't well, ba- Bailey Hostetler, the sophomore at Grace College, um, who's a communications major, by the way, not even like, anyways. Not even biblical studies. Yeah. You have no credit at I all. I have a really. minor. I have a minor in that. Okay. Hey. Fair. <laughs> or I'm going to get my minor. <laughs> anyways. No, but that's, I, I don't know. It, you kind of know when, when you start to understand different things of the Bible and start understanding how human interaction, I don't know, the Holy Spirit kind of guides you. And that's, like, to answer the question of whether you know you're saved, there's a lot of different signs and, and reasons to know. Um, it's just kind of, like, understanding and being like, yeah, that is a sign. That is a reason I'm saved. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's, I'm no, going to yeah, stop talking think... now, and Nick's going to start talking, so that way <laughs> I can kind of regain my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, so I got a couple verses to talk about. Um, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God not a result of work, so that no one may boast. And so kind of my understanding there is if nothing, if we can't do anything to gain our faith and it's a gift from God, how could we ever possibly do something to lose that same faith that is a gift? Yeah, I know, right? right? And so also, so kind of going away from the Unless whole, it's a white elephant gift exchange. Yeah, exactly. I'm Just, sorry. Some of those things kind of suck. It's so stupid. <laughs> but um, kind of going back, um, back on the main path of how to know you're a child, a child of God, um, I think it's really important to understand. So, yeah, we have the, the verse from Paul, um, understanding that we are to be led into sin by, the, by our own spirit, by the Holy Spirit, excuse me. And then we also confess with our tongues and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and, we are, and that he was rose from the dead. 
and we'll be saved. Um, I think the Bible doesn't leave us without some type of um, tangible measurement for ourselves, right? So the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians. So the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. That's what Paul says in Galatians. So, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And so I think that the fruits of the Spirit, the things that the Spirit produces, is should be living in us if we're, if we're children of God. So if we're a child of God, if we are saved by grace through faith, if we have put our faith and our hope in Jesus Christ, in his death and his resurrection, and we will have these fruits, mm-hmm. right? And so I think those are a good test. So to understand, are we children of God? Are we living by his accord and the mm-hmm. path he's laid out for us? Do we have the fruits of the spirit? Do we have love in our life? Do we have joy? Do we have peace? Do we have patience? Do we have kindness? Do we have goodness? Do we have faithfulness? Do we have de- gentleness or self-control? Do we have these things in our lives? And I think that's a question we have to ask ourselves when wanting to know, are we children of God? And not just the question. I mean, yes, ask the question, but be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, there's an image that we like to uphold. So it's like, um, you know, you ask yourself and you're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. But when you look in and you're like, wow, I really could be a little bit more graceful. I could be, I show a little bit more grace. Um, I could be a little kinder. I could, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm constantly looking at the negatives and things. You know, I, I don't know. There's, that's, it takes me back to where earlier in this episode where I said, a lot of the people in the church claim to be saved but aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see somebody that in the same breath is saying that they love Jesus and that Jesus is Lord, and in the second breath is putting somebody down or simply saying that somebody's going to hell, like, I don't know if they're actually saved. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, like, I'm not saying, like, it's a situational thing. Yeah. But. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think. I think the fruits of the spirit in Galatians is a, is a great measure of um, it's a great way to measure our own faith measure. Um, are we children of God is, are we, are our hearts hardened? Are we hardened by sin or do we have the fruits that Paul talks about here? The fruits of the spirit. And you know, that's not to say, you know, maybe if you're at a red light or you're in stuck in traffic and you get real sick and tired of it and we've all been there, some mm-hmm. road rage, pretty common. Now, if you have some road rage and you get a little impatient, that doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden not a child of God yeah. because of that, right? Yeah. So there's some there's some balance in believe, there. Believe me, that yeah, never mind. Road, I'm I'm a person he's kind of talking about too, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> road rage does not define you as a non-Christian. Trust me, <laughs> Christians and non-Christians alike have road rage. Because but, let's be honest, how many times have you had road rage in the church parking lot Sunday mornings because you couldn't find a parking space and you were running ten minutes late? It, Who, yeah, we've exactly. all been there. Or, okay. Yes. Or you're in the drive-through McDonald's. And they're taking 15 minutes just to take the person order in front of you, oh right? Oh my gosh! I'm I'm getting yeah. I'm getting angry thinking about, it. but uh, it it ticks me off. It's important to realize it's fast food. <laughs> things like these do not make us not children of God, right? Just because we have slip ups. Again, we may sin from time to time. We may mess up. We are humans. We are sinful creatures, sinful beings. That mm-hmm. is going to happen. But thank God, Jesus Christ died for all of our little mess ups. And all the times that we would ever even doubt yeah. that we are his ch- children. Amen. Right? Um, one thing, I, like before we wrap up or end this episode, I'm not really sure how close we are to being done. But um, uh, one of the really awesome person um, 
to kind of get a new perspective of this is um, Brant Hansen. So he, he came to Grace College last year. That's how I I'm, like found out who he was. And he has a book called Unoffendable. Uh, I've started reading this book, Unoffendable. And in the quote, or in, one of the quotes in, in one of the chapters, it, it was saying, this is my paraphrase of what he said, but it said, like, ac- any action by a human should not be classified as unbelievable. And he kind of elaborated. I think he, I mean, basically, is what he was saying is like, we shouldn't be surprised when we see a priest, you know, being arrested for molesting kids. Or we shouldn't be surprised when we see, uh, you know, somebody who had murdered their wife or murdered their husband. Or we should, that shouldn't surprise us because humans are despicable. Like, we, we have these sinful tendencies and we always have them. We shouldn't be surprised when we hear, um, like, just, like, random things that people do that's, that's horrible. I mean, it, it shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, it's normal. No, it's not normal. But at the same time, humans are corrupt, and that's, like, how it is. And so if we were to say, you know, like, the road rage thing, like, if, if those things, if we weren't able to be forgiven by God because of that, then you're putting God in a box, and that's not good. And that's kind of where, I don't know, there's other insights too about unoffendable, just like talking about how to um, handle anger, basically. And it's it's a really good book. Anyways, um, that's a different topic. But that's a quote from that book that I, I thought it was really good because it's like everybody, me and Nick included, is like we have these evil tendencies. We have these evil things that happen in our hearts because we're human, but that doesn't separate us from God because God died on the cross for our sins. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I think one of the ways it kind of explained to me in one of my theology classes was like imagine our lives as a scale, right? Mm-hmm. But like one of those scales that has like two of those plates that you can put things on it and then oh, like yeah. if they're even weight, they'll balance mm-hmm. um, in the middle. Like um, in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they got the duck and the Yeah, the I've never woman. seen that movie. Are you serious? I've oh, never, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. <laughs> but um, I think it was Augustine who explained it that you know, imagine those scales, but w- one side is good, one side is evil, and the side we are the scale, right? And the side is evil is has m- slightly more weight than the side that's good. Mm-hmm. So while we may have some potential to be good, we are going to be bent towards evil naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, we we are born into sin, for all of sin, and fallen short of the glory of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and we are bent towards that sin, right? But once again, and I'm gonna I reinforce this the gospel is the most beyond what we can say beyond what any pastor can say this should be the gospel should be at the center and the focus of every single message right and so it's important for us to realize that yeah we're bent to sin yeah we're we're broken and we're just kind of awful people sometimes basically we suck yes but but that's not supposed to be a downer or man like you shouldn't get self-pity and get down yourself because through Christ, we can actually be something. Through Christ, through mm-hmm. his, his life, his death, and his resurrection, we are counted righteous through him, mm-hmm. right? And so kind of as we're, we're wrapping this episode up, I want to ask you guys, wherever you're listening at, it's in your car, in your room, you know, in the headphone, wh- with your headphones, wherever it is, why don't you ask your go- self, get yourself this. Have you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? Do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? If you answered yes to both these things, you're saved. You are a child of God, and it's that simple.
Now, mm-hmm. as you as you go off into that li- off into this life of following Christ, we need to resist temptation. We need to flee, resist temptation, flee from sin, and try to pursue lives from Him. But it is okay to doubt. It is okay to question the existence of your own faith and the existence of God. I mean, that's healthy to do that. Yeah, because if you don't question that stuff, you won't ever have to seek to find answers. And also, um, the easiest way I've kind of found out to um, escape sin and just kind of flee from it is to um, really cheesy answer, but chase after God. Um, Because once you start to like follow a Bible plan or follow like join a Bible study and really talk, dive into scripture and stuff, once you kind of commit yourself to something like that, you're going to be focused and in on that. And you won't want to do anything else. You won't want to, like, you know, fall into that same same old kind of routine that you're in. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I leave you guys with is, is just chase after God. And how you do that is very pretty much the same all the way across the board. It's having a heart to pursue God, mm-hmm. and it'll kind of flow from there. Exactly. So how to know you're a child of God. Have you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? Do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? If so, you're good. God will hold you until the end of the days. God will hold you until his work in you is done, right? Mm-hmm. There was an, an old theologian, an old scholar, I, probably a few hundred years ago. He said that we are immortal until Christ's work in us is complete, until Christ's work he has for us on this earth is complete. And so I hope if anybody who has listened to this has ever experienced the doubts, experienced um, any doubts of their own faith or times where they just you know, are low and the devil is trying to, trying to knock them down and say, Hey, because you sinned, because you, you did this earlier today, like God probably doesn't want you anymore. I hope you guys know God does want each and every single one of you. He wanted us so much that he sent his one and only son to die for us, that he should give us eternal life through him. There's proof of that in John three sixteen. Amen. <laughs> and so if you guys haven't confessed with your tongue and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, do it now. I encourage you to now to do it now. And after that, don't feel like you have to do it again. Okay, God will start a good work in you, and He will see it to completion. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you know you're a child of God, is if you confess with your tongue and believe in your head and your heart <laughs> that Jesus is Lord <laughs> and God raised Him from the dead. Cut the episode. We're done. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks so much. Um, we appreciate the support. Appreciate everything like that. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any recommendations or anything like that. Um, let us know, shoot us a DM on Instagram, but yeah, thanks everybody. Peace out.